politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, there you are. There you are. There you are. Yeah, it's good to see everybody. How you doing? My name is Mark. This is the Mark Harvard Podcast, y'all. <laughs> oh, man. It has been a big, big week. And uh, I'll, I'll say it right now off the off top of my uh, top of the uh, show. My arm's a little sore. Yeah, I got I got the vaccination, y'all. Yeah, now I'm bulletproof. <laughs> That's the joke that we keeps going around now. Uh, yeah, I did get the vaccination this week. My both my both me and my wife did actually. And uh, and uh, she got the Moderna one, so she's got to go back in a couple of weeks to get uh, her other half uh, of of the protocol. I got Johnson and Johnson. And it's just because that's what was offered to me, and I took it. Here's the thing, though. I, I know that the Johnson & Johnson is supposed to be, is not supposed to be, rather, as as effective. It's not supposed to be quite the coverage that you get from the Moderna or the Pfizer. But, uh, but, but this was what was offered to me, and I felt at peace taking it because of this. There are people out there right now that are in much worse off shape than I am. I'm 44. I'll be. I'm, I'm going to be 45 in a few months. Um, I'm in reasonably good health. I tend to not catch a lot of stuff, so I would rather the heavy duty vaccines go to the people that are in worse shape. That if they catch COVID, there's a very real chance they're going to die. Uh, these are people that are older, maybe uh, overweight, maybe people that uh, have some ongoing health issues that, you know, maybe immunocompromised people that if, if they get COVID, it's going to turn out really, really badly for them. Not saying it's going to be a cakewalk for anybody, but these are people that need it more, need the heavy duty one more than I do. Chances are more than likely if I were to catch COVID, I would probably, unless I get a horribly, just you know, horribly strong case, um, you know, I would, I would survive it and I'd be okay. I can't say that for some people that aren't as that 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 already have like some pre pre existing conditions that have weakened them in some way. So all that to say, I'm okay getting Johnson and Johnson. I've got my one shot this week. In a couple of weeks, I'll be, I'll be uh, okay, and you know. As covered as I'm gonna be, and and we've already. I mean, I'm. I did it ba- mainly the push. I want. I wanted to make sure I was healthy and stayed healthy for my son and all that. But the big thing though was my parents, and you know they 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 you know they they've gotten vaccinated, but we wanted to make sure that everybody was vaccinated so that we could have time together. I miss my parents. I haven't been around. The, I was well. I take it back. We were around each other for one day outside right around Christmas. Uh, everybody wore masks and everybody, you know, uh, social distance as much as possible. And it was because, you know, you know, it was Christmas and we were trying to do something and be as safe as we could. Um, I want to be around my parents. I miss my parents. And uh, my son, Jack, misses his grana and pop uh, horribly. Um, he asks about going to their house and, you know, playing with Grana and seeing Pop and all that. Um, we want to make sure everybody in our house is, is vaccinated so that we can do that safely. 
and Jack can go spend more time with my parents because he misses them and I miss them. So, and I, and I know we're not the rare case. I know a lot of people out there miss people. And, uh, and a lot of people are doing the vaccination because of that. It's not that, I mean, we're all kind of, we're taking this seriously, but at the same time, everyone is motivated by different things. And this is a reason that motivates me is because I want to be around people that I love and I want to be around them in a way that has them at ease and has everyone at ease. Um, and I think the sooner we get back to that, the sooner the sooner we make everyone at ease with being around each other instead of just out of frustration where we decide we're done with it. Um, I think that's when things will really start getting back to normal. You know, and I don't think there's going to be a lasting normal. I think there's always going to be some sort of lasting effect. It's kind of like, <clears throat> if you think about and my mother brought this out, and I think I may have mentioned it on the podcast before, think about the people that lived through the Great Depression. For the rest of their lives, they were thrifty. And to the point where their kids rolled their eyes. You know, when when grandma would try to, would try to uh, save tinfoil, you know, fold it up and try to wash it and, you know, paper towels and they were just thrifty. It was because they lived long enough to where they had seen when you really had nothing. And that's just, that was the, what, what it made an impression on them. I think after, after people that live through COVID are going to be maybe a little extra cleanliness minded as time goes by, you know, that's one of those things that may hang out there for a while. You're always a little antsy about, about do I really want to go to that birthday party where that kid blew across all the cake? I don't think so. <laughs> do I really want that piece of cake? Eh, probably not. Maybe give me an, a corner piece on the opposite end that uh, I can scrape the icing off of. <laughs> but I think there's going to be some lasting effects from the, uh, from the COVID. But cases are going down. Hospitalizations are going down. Um, vaccines are going up. And the, and the vaccine that's most widely spread right now is the Johnson and Johnson because it's easier to transport. It doesn't require all of the all of the uh, all of the cooling, and uh, also it's only the one dose. So that way, the Biden administration can get those numbers up that they like to brag about. Um, I get it. I 100% get it, and you know what? I'm okay with it because this it's it's a good vaccine. It's valid. Um, it's fine. It's, it, it doesn't have the, some of the side effects as some of the others, and that's good. Um, I'm okay. I'm good with it. I'll let you know. <laughs> I can say side effects-wise, my I, I did I got the vaccine on, um, was it Tuesday? I got it on Tuesday. My arm, the next day, I could I, when I raised my arm, I could tell, hey, yeah, something happened. I got stuck there. But, uh, and it's still, I can still feel that a little bit, but... I'm fine. Otherwise, I didn't have any like major side effects. Uh, my wife, uh, she felt kind of puny the night. She got hers on Wednesday, the day after I got mine. And she felt a little puny that night. But uh, otherwise, she's doing okay. She, we're dealing with the, uh, the side effects fine. I think we're good, you know? Small price to pay. Very small price to pay. People that have paid the price through a lot of this, though... Um, there are a lot of industries that took a that took uh, took a hard hit through the lockdowns and just through regular COVID measures and all that. And we're hoping we're hoping to get back to some place where they can all be 
healthy. But until then, they're all kind of having to figure out ways to survive. And I've got a friend named Bart. Bart Styes. He's he's a buddy of mine. He and I went to college together. One of those folks that instantly we became friends because our senses of humor jived. We we you know we we, we played. Uh, music together. We lived together for a while. He and I hosted a radio show on the college station at the University of Alabama for a while. Um, ex- he's just one. Of, he's just one of those exceptional guys. And Bart has got a passion for a lot of things. He's he's passionate about his faith. He's passionate about his family. He's passionate about music and local music and live music. And that's an industry that has really taken a, a hard hit. A lot of places have not gotten to do live music in a year. I know there's a bar in the city of Birmingham that is now renting out its green room as an Airbnb. Yeah, that's how they're trying to stay afloat. Um, Now, granted, that's a really nice green room. And it's kind of cool to be able to say that you stayed at the Saturn bar. But, yeah, it's still, it's kind of odd. So, anyway, um, in fact, Saturn, I think, is one of the menus here. My buddy Bart, he put together this project, and they're on the second volume of this. It's called Ten at the Door. Have you heard about this? It's a it's a series that's being it's a that's being released by a via Bandcamp, and it features a bunch of Birmingham local acts. Um, if you're if you're fans of Eric Waters, Holy Youth. Phantom Limb, Janet Simpson. These are all local bands, and uh, they're aiming to raise money for local concert venues to kind of keep them afloat as much as possible. There's an initial Ten at the Door compilation. It was released in December. Till the 20 tracks uh, are included in this second album. Um, they did an, an article in Al.com about this. My, they interviewed my buddy Bart. And uh, it said these are places that have nurtured new and local artists playing their own music across genres. You have a part to play in making sure we are around for a long time. Now, Bart is the co-owner of the Wild Roast Cafe. It's a coffee shop and a music venue over in Hoover, which is a suburb of Birmingham, if you're not from around these parts. And in 2020, Styes uh, issued a call for music submissions by bands. And he basically he said that, hey, these are still your songs. We don't get any rights from these. This is only for the duration of this project. And even his band, The Painful Reminders, uh, was on that uh, compilation. All the proceeds are benefiting uh, some local music venues and concert venues in the area. And um, I think it's just a fantastic thing. I, I, I put a link to the to the story. And if you've ever seen a concert at the Nick or Marty's or Saturn or Wild Rose Cafe, I would encourage you to go support this this uh, this venture that Bart has has kind of started up. Um, like I said, Bart's very passionate about his community. He's passionate about live local music. Always has been. From when I was in college with him, he I, I, that was something that was that was pretty steady with him even then. And uh, he's carried it into adulthood and into his own livelihood. And uh, I would say go go support my friend Bart, but also support local music in Birmingham. And you know, if you're not in the Birmingham area, find ways to support local music in your own area. Because if you don't support it, it's going to go away. And then we're going to end up with a bunch of downloads and TikTok video songs that we only know like 12 to 15 seconds of. <laughs> Have you noticed that? 
And if, after the break, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Adam Levine from uh, Maroon 5 had some pretty scorching comments uh, about live music um, that I'm going to share after the after the break. And I, I think he's got a point. And it's about how rock and roll music might be going away, especially bands. How we're not seeing bands anymore. And there's a reason for it that he's got. So we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. In the meantime, are you sharing a Netflix password with some friends or some family? Well, yeah, Netflix is cracking down on that. If you live in different houses, then uh, you're probably going to want to get your own password. They're actually... uh, really locking down on that. They say some users are already getting rolled into the beta version of the new Netflix and uh, they're running tests on a new feature that will usher in uh, kind of an era of you having to get your own account. Yeah, they say if you don't live with the owner of the account, you need your own account to keep watching. If they keep watching, they have to verify some information via a text or an email sent to the actual account owner. Of course, there are still some ways you can hack the system, Um, especially if you're still using like your ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend's account, (laughs) that might get awkward, but, uh, yeah, so they're really starting to crack down on that. And they say they've got about 203 million users worldwide that they know of, and they've kind of shrugged more or less at password sharing, but now they're seeing how many people are using other people's passwords and they're realizing how much money they're losing. And they're saying the free ride is basically over. Time to get either get back together with your ex or get your own account. So just keep that in mind if you're borrowing someone's Netflix password. All right, stick around. After the break, we're going to talk about whether or not rock and roll music is dead. Yeah. Also, some changes and very gross procedures at the Apple Store. I didn't even know this was a thing. But, man, apparently it is. You people are sick. That's coming up after the break. Stick around. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Like to welcome a brand new sponsor to the podcast. It's Old World Lumiere Candle Company. And these guys are great. You, you know, you want your home to smell good. And sometimes that's a little harder than other times. Especially when you're like me. You got a four-year-old and a dog and two cats. And, uh, you know, your house is under constant construction. Um, but <laughs> these things are fantastic. We've got them in our home, and you should have them in yours. There are all kinds of different scents. There's fruity. There's fresh and floral. There's herbal and earthy candles. There's food and drink ones. Let me just go down this food and drink. Because, guys, these aren't your normal, you know, old lady candles you're going to find somewhere. You can get a candle that smells like bacon. Uh, apple cider donut, banana nut bread. I've got some of the bourbon-soaked raisin ones in my house, and they smell fantastic. It doesn't hurt that I love raisins, and I'm also pretty partial to bourbon. But still, amazing scents, and you're going to find something that you that you like. I've got the link over on the Facebook page for Old World Lumiere Candle Company. Support them and let them know that you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. You can join me on May 4th and 5th for That Church Conference. The last year, if you're a church communicator, the last year has been trying, to say the least. (laughs) And That Church Conference can help out with all kinds of ideas, all different ways. You can grow God's kingdom for your church and help reach those that need to be reached. It's a two-day online event for pastors and church leaders, and it is absolutely 
free. So go to thatcc.com to reserve your free tickets. And here's the cool thing. Here's the, well, the extra cool thing is that I am back as a speaker for the second year in a row. I'm so excited to be back. I'm joining a, a an incredible lineup of speakers that are way smarter than I am. These are folks like Ben Stapley, uh, folks like Matt Brown, uh, Jessica Beeler, uh, Jenny Catrone. These are the folks that are leading in church communications. They know how to help your church. So make sure to plan to be there May the 4th and 5th for this two-day online event. It's That Church Conference. Get your free tickets, thatcc.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. The Mark Harvard Podcast. We are back as promised. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. My name is Mark Harvard because that'd be weird if it wasn't. Hope you had a great, uh, great week. Don't forget, we want to get your opinion on what we've talked about on on the show. Whether it's this episode or previous episodes, I want to know what you think. That number is 251-616-2058. 251-616-2058. I'm going to give it again at the end of the podcast, but call that, leave voicemails. You may just hear your voicemail on a future podcast. I want to know what you think about some of this stuff, especially this week. I've got some, some things that are kind of interesting to me, and I really want to know what you think. Once again... 251-616-2058. So, Adam Levine. Do you know who Adam Levine is? He is the lead singer for the sh- for the band Maroon 5. And he's also, you know, he's on the on The Voice. I think that's the reality show he's been on. And he's done some solo stuff. Anyway, he did an interview recently. Uh, he told Apple Music's Zane Lowe that it's funny he said when the first Maroon 5 album came out in 2002, there were still other bands. I feel like there aren't any other bands anymore. I feel like they're a dying breed. And he was pretty quick to clarify he meant in the pop limelight. But because a lot of people on the internet, they don't really, really clarify these things. Uh, it got a lot of people getting all ticked off about it. You know, old bands like Garbage are like, hey, Adam Levine, what are we, Cats? And uh, some fans of new some new bands that are out there, but hurt feelings aside, um, Levine was pretty broadly correct. It's kind of sad actually. Uh, when I stop to think about it, he really is kind of one of the only older band that's out there that's still doing current stuff. I mean, seriously, look at a top forty chart. It's all uh, single single singers. Or people that used to be in bands. You know, a lot of the kids from One Direction are out there now doing their thing. But, uh, yeah, he talked about that, about how uh, the kids just aren't as impressed by bands anymore. And and even even the bands that are out there, like One Direction, they've broken up. Popular, popular Music's Center of Gravity has moved towards solo artists. And he said, whatever metric you use, the picture is pretty clear. Right now, there are only nine groups in the UK top 100 singles and only one in the top 40. Two are The Killers and Fleetwood Mac, of all bands, with songs 17 and 44 years old, respectively, while the others are the, are the last UK pop group standing, which is called Little Minx. 
two four-man bands, Glass Animals, Kings of Leon, two uh, dance groups who I've never heard of, and two rap units who I've also never heard of. Uh, a few duos, a couple of trios made up of solo artists guesting with each other. You know, you get Taylor Swift and somebody, or you get, you know, T-Pain or Akon or whoever. I'm not even sure those those people are even still things anymore. But, uh, but yeah, a lot of bands that are just not out there anymore. And um, it's just a cultural shift, a generational shift, that uh, bands are not the big draws they used to be anymore. And especially even in spite of COVID, even before COVID, they weren't selling the way they were when it came to live music. I found myself going to go see a lot of old heritage bands. Now, my wife Jenny and I, we saw Jump Little Children a lot. We saw Need to Breathe. We saw uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket. We had tickets to go see um, uh, Bare Naked Ladies and, uh, and um, I want to say Toad the Wet Sprocket again. Um, but that, we, that, that, that actually show got canceled because of COVID. But um, we love going to go see live music. And especially bands, and there were just not a lot of bands. It's gone very poppy, very you know the Billie Eilishes of the group uh, of the world. You know those are the f- people that are selling things out, and the whole the old stadium tour thing. That's not a thing anymore. I mean, think about what your first concert was. Like I said, forty four years old. I said that earlier in the show. Soon to be forty five. My first concert was actually a solo artist. It was Kenny Rogers. My mom. Gigantic fan. Still is of his catalog. Um, Second concert was Charlie Daniels. Saw him at Six Flags. Sat on my dad's shoulders during that concert. And then it was a long time before I saw another concert. In fact, I think it was, yeah, I was in high school. I saw Tesla with Firehouse opening for them. Um, Growing up in the time that I did, there were always rock bands. And now there aren't, and it's 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 confusing to people my age because that's what we grew up on. But I think a lot of it has to do with the way that pe- that these kids have actually uh, started digesting music in the first place. You know, and we they don't have the garage bands that are that you know their their buddies are in or anything like that anymore. Now it's you know who can go build their own studio in their room. And put something together in Garage Band. See what I did there? Brought it back to the words Garage and Band. But yeah, now it's 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 who can produce something up and um, get it out there on Spotify. It's pretty easy to get something on Spotify these days um, and distribute it that way. So you don't need the record company. You don't need that dream of our band's gonna make it big and get discovered by a record by, by you know by a record company. You don't need that anymore. So I think the the changes in the music industry and the changes in how music is is bought and enjoyed have changed that whole dynamic to where you don't need a whole band. You just need one vocalist. One vocalist can kind of, and I, I'm using air quotes with the vocalist because, you know, GarageBand and Audition and, and Logic can really do a whole lot of work for you. But one voice can kind of make things happen on its own. And because of that, you don't have these giant stadium tours. You don't have these giant arena tours. People don't do that as much anymore. And it's it's kind of sad. I remember getting excited about big concerts, and they don't have those anymore. So, like I said before, what do you think? 
8458. I'll give that number one more time at the end of the podcast. Um, one thing I did want to mention, came across this story, didn't know it was a thing, and now I'm horrified at all of you. Because I know some of you have been doing this, and I am just, dis- I'm not mad, but I'm disappointed. I really am. According to Bloomberg, Apple stores that are open for customer walk-ins now are letting customers test out AirPods. In case you don't know, AirPods are those in-ear pods, and if you're testing them out, that means you're putting them in your ears. And if you're testing them out, that means they're not yours, which means that you're using other, you're using AirPods that have been in other people's ears. Apple still has some stores that are operating on a pickup-only basis, like as a kind of express locations. And in those areas, there's no option to try on AirPods. But in other stores, customers can test the AirPods, the AirPods Pro, and the AirPods Max. Now, the Max is the one that goes over the ears. I'm, that one doesn't weird me out as much. I guess because it doesn't go inside part of your body. But all the Apple retail locations in the U.S. were reopened as of March 1st. And with that date marking the first time all stores were operational since stores started closing in March of 2020, people are trying on other people's AirPods and AirPod Pros. And it's people that you don't know. You're using strangers' AirPods. That's gross. And you should all be ashamed of yourself. And you should all go clean out your ears right now. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound all, you know, grumpy old manny, but man, come on, guys. That's gross. Man, come on. Uh, did you see this 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 uh, the story out of Chicago about the uh, little girl who jumped out the window? Yeah, this is this is cool. Uh, an eight-year-old girl uh, in Chicago whose mother was at work somehow managed to toss a mattress from her family's third story window during a fire and jumped onto it. Third story window. She threw she she was she was thinking quick. I'm impressed. Uh, firefighters who arrived at the burning apartment on the city's south side just before midnight midnight Wednesday found the girls safe outside, and they were able to rescue two younger children who were inside, including the girl's five-year-old brother. She left her brother? Eh, kind of greedy, sis. Found that brother. I'm never letting this sister live this down. Um, the brother was at the window, poised to follow his sister and a two-year-old boy. So... They were impressed by the girls' quick thinking in a life-or-death situation. They said it was kind of innovative. Um, But yeah, no charges against the child's mom, explaining that a neighbor was babysitting them. Uh, Valise, however, said she did not know if the neighbor was at the apartment when the fire began. Valise, the mom, said that the three children were taken to Comer Children's Hospital to be evaluated for smoke inhalation and that their conditions had been stabilized. Um... Cause the fire still under under investigation, but this kid was thinking fast. Decided, okay, I'm gonna have to jump. That ground is gonna be hard and hurt. Might as well throw a uh, a mattress out and see if I can land on that. The little girl jumped out, landed on the mattress, and was safe. I'm pretty. Pr- I'm. That's impressive. It is impressive. I am impressed. <laughs> You know, the thing is, I, you got, there's a line you have to go with with teaching your kids how to do stuff like that because you don't want to encourage that sort of thing because it, you know, you never know when when your kids can decide, oh, it's an emergency, I have to throw a mattress out the window. Now, in a fire, yes, that's an actual emergency. If it's because you're bored, that is not an emergency. 
So you have to be careful teaching your kids to think like this because you never know when boredom is going to kick and they're going to decide something is a lot more important than it actually is. What is important, though, is that you guys help spread the word about the podcast. That's right. I need your help. I'm asking you specifically right now. Jump on whatever service you're using to listen to the podcast, whether it is iHeartRadio, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple Podcasts or or Google Podcasts or or TuneIn or whatever the service is, uh, Edify, Stitcher, Podbean, whatever it is. Um, one, make sure that you are liking the or, or you're following the the podcast. Uh, if there's an option to give reviews or rate it, please do that. I'd appreciate that as well. Um, it goes a long way. It helps us with analytics and helps us to show up and get more widely distributed. So if you would do that, that'd be fantastic. And I would appreciate it. And I will be your best friend. Yeah. So there's that. But I appreciate that. Uh, also, uh, follow us on social media. We've got an Instagram account. We've got um, a Facebook account. So I'd love for you to go by and check that out as well. And also, once again, that number. If you want to be a part of the show, I'd love to get your feedback on some of the stuff we've talked about. That number is 251-616-2058. 251-616-2058. Leave a voicemail on that, on that line. And uh, who knows, you may just hear it on a future podcast. Yeah, I know, right? I'll make you famous. we got some other big announcements coming up that I really can't share with you right now, but they're in the works and they're pretty exciting. So uh, listen up for that. In the meantime, that does it for me. I am out of here. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast, and I'm out. The Mark Harvard Podcast.